0: I'm Kristen Lago and I'm Jody Storm Sullivan and welcome to our third episode our debate night special episode of the he said she said podcast
1: yes we're back and sorry it's late night but it was debate night as Jody said so we are watching that but we're still here we're ready to talk sports and remember that you can listen to us every Wednesday night or pretty much every Wednesday night. We're going to try to keep that <laughs> consistent. Uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud or watch us on YouTube. And now we have something special. You can actually subscribe to us on iTunes. So be sure to check us out there.
0: You can. Podcast app. Search us He Said, She Said podcast. And we're at the cute little... Pink and green logo there. (laughs) Yes, we are. Also, fun fact, if you don't like to stay up as late as us, on a Wednesday night, you can listen to us Thursday morning on your commute to work or while you're eating breakfast, all of that fun stuff.
1: That's a great idea. I would listen to us in the morning. I would.
0: I mean, I think we're (laughs) (laughs) entertaining.
1: So we're going to start off pretty much the same as we always do. We have a segment that we like to call the fast pitch. So me and Jody, uh, we look up kind of what we see as a fun story that we've seen in the sports world. Something that we don't tell each other beforehand. We're going to kind of pitch it to each other. We're actually going to time each other this time. So we're going <laughs> to we're gonna keep it on time this time. So I think, Jody, you have the timer. I'm going to get yep. started first. All right.
0: I'll give you a countdown. All Three, right. two,
1: one. All right, I'm going to start off with this. Who dat? Who dat? Who am I talking about? The New Orleans Saints. So I don't know if everybody saw this, but I am enamored by young children who love sports. I think Jody feels the same. Slash half of the United States and the world feels the same. So this story will resonate with you guys. So it was a young um, Saints fan. He's on the sidelines. He's actually 14. Uh, an incredible story. He suffers from a very rare liver disease, which has um, kind of shortened his height. He's He looks very young, but he's standing on the uh, sidelines at the New Orleans Saints Carolina Panthers game. A Carolina Panthers player comes before kickoff, starts dancing in the end zone, and he literally shouts at them and goes, you can't dance here. You can only dance in your end zone. Oh, no, you can't do that. Dancing your end zone, but don't dance in mine. And it looks like his intimidation tactic worked because the Saints end up beating the Panthers 41-38. to 38. You could take it as he's the, you know, special key to that. Or the Saints offensive attack and the field goal kick at the end. But I loved it. You got to take a look. Super funny.
0: Nice job. Got that fast pitch right under a minute. Bam. I'm proud. I'm proud. All right, let's see if I can uh, do the same and we'll deal see. out a little bit of heat of my own. 60 seconds. Here we go. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. So I'm sure that you've heard that the NFL is placing restrictions and even finding teams for sharing live streaming video, sharing GIFs, yep. sharing highlight clips of their te- of their uh, games over the weekend. And this restriction coming down from a memo from the NFL is from all of kickoff. So from kickoff to 60 minutes after the game, which is hard. Social media Crazy. is so prominent and the NFL is arguing that it's affecting viewer ratings and all of that. But who really knows? But... Shout out to the Browns and the Eagles this Mm -hmm. past weekend. They made gifts of different team different plays to show their highlights so the eagles shared an interception gif and the browns show shared a touchdown gif mm-hmm. so what i thought was really funny is it's one of those like electric football tabletop games with impeccable detail of the teams. So obviously this took a lot of planning to oh, kind of get some imagine. jobs in yeah. at the higher ups and supervisors that they have at the nfl and i saw these on twitter it was just absolutely laughing i mean hey it's technically not a highlight of the game but it gets the point across
1: i think <laughs> and you're right on time too oh, but perfect I think we'll give it We'll discuss a little bit. I think your topic is a little bit more thought-provoking just because social media has changed the game. And I know... A lot of times, I was listening to CNBC this morning, actually, and they were talking about viewership of the NFL and the MLB just because both sports really prominent at this stage right now and their loss of viewership on TV. But I think that's just the way kind of viewing sports is going. Social yeah. media is becoming the way people get caught up in sports. I mean, like you and I, we just don't have time to keep up with all the sports that we do on live TV. So we're watching on Twitter, we're watching online, we're looking at Facebook, um, everything like that. So I think the restrictions are a little iffy. I think... I appreciate the highlights that I see on social media. I don't know about you.
0: I like it. I think it kind of keeps me in the loop. Obviously, I'm not going to watch all, what is it, 16 yeah. games in an, in an NFL weekend. I mean, that's only counting the NFL, disregarding every other sport that's happening yep. at the same time. Um, so I really like the social media highlights to kind of keep me involved. I'll retweet, I'll reply, I'll share stuff of my own that I'm kind of seeing in part of the discussion. But I'm never going to stop watching live TV, whether it's I'm streaming through apps on my phone, whether it's like the ESPN Watch app, Fox Sports Go, all that kind of stuff. Or if I'm watching online or on um, on television, I mean, I'm never going to not watch live sports. That's what I think is the beauty of sports. And Oh, yeah. Is that it comes live and it's a product that you can't fabricate. Yeah, you can tell the narratives and construct the the stories around it, but you're never going to be able to replace that magic that brings or that comes with live TV, especially watching the sports live.
1: I definitely agree with that. But what I think we're going to start seeing just now, because I think a lot of people share that sentiment. I know I do, but there's also some people who just don't have the time to to you know a three hour two hour broadcast of a live sporting event so i think we're going to try to see leagues like the nfl the nba the mlb trying to monetize on social media and once they're able to do that i think that's when we see these restrictions go away but because yeah. they can't yet monetize that uh that viewership is why we're seeing these restrictions so i think until then we're going to see kind of these walk that <laughs> these teams are doing because they do have huge social media networks and you know account executives that are working on this and yeah. You know, I'm excited to see kind of the creative stuff that they put out, just like you were saying. Yep. You enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm ready to see what they kind of push towards us I on think social. one of these
0: days you're going to have some executive or someone working at one of these TV companies that's going to be able to put together a plan that somehow perfectly captures... <laughs> watching live sports and getting social media and yep. reaction. And whoever comes up with that, I'd love to be that person, but whoever comes up with that <laughs> so is just going to make it's gonna be so Jody. much money.
1: <laughs> I'm excited to see kind of how they intertwine the two worlds of TV and social. So yeah. and we'll see. It's definitely a really cool topic to definitely. keep track of. But now that we heard those pitches, we're going to get started kind of moving along towards some big topics in sports. I don't know if you can see Jody's shirt, but she's wearing a Dodgers <laughs> shirt. And I'd like to first point out that if you listened to us last week, I'd like to say that I called the Dodgers winning and coming into this playoff round. Let's hear, Jody, do you wanna, you know, console with me that I you actually right. said that?
0: You, you beat me to the point. I was reluctant to I was living living in living in denial. <laughs> um but it, it's been nice to see the Dodgers kind of play well these last couple of games. They were able to take that two to one lead. Obviously tonight they lost it and it's now tied <laughs> two two in the series. Um not really sure what happened there. The Dodgers bats kinda just weren't there in the Cubs over a hundred win season they they definitely showed up today in Chavez. Well I
1: think they knew that they this was the game if any that they needed to kind of come back from. I was looking up stats before of teams that were down two to one kind of in World Series excuse me in World Series playoffs games to get to the World Series Mm -hmm. Um, of the last 20 seasons only eight of those teams have been able to overcome that two to one or um, kind of the greater deficit coming from behind. So I really didn't think the Cubs were going to do it, especially at Dodger Stadium, yeah. especially with the momentum that the Dodgers have had. So I was shocked. I didn't get to watch the whole, whole game, but I know it was a beat down from <laughs> the was. Cubs. It was. So, I don't know if you watched a little bit more than I did, but some key moments that you think were the Dodgers sort of fell apart, what did they come short of?
0: You know, there were a couple times missed throws, kind of just miscues. Something for an offense that, uh, or excuse me, a defense that as of late hasn't really given up any unearned runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then tonight, you, you definitely saw some of that. Just weird plays missed throws honestly towards the end of it the infield kind of looked like they were playing a bunch playing like a bunch of confused little leaguers like Jeez. it was a little embarrassing and it was a little okay already we're down or excuse me the dodgers are already down like eight <laughs> know, something <laughs> it's comes a down. little hard <laughs> <laughs> it's okay we know you're a dodgers fan <laughs> yeah anywho anyways so they were down and all that it was just like okay you know brush this off like you're gonna have the game thursday night and then you're gonna have the next game in chicago and honestly the best case best case scenario right here for the Dodgers. You're gonna have Kendon Maeda come in mm-hmm. tomorrow, coming on Thursday. about that. Yeah, he should be good. Hopefully, he can kind of rebound off of previous series kind of woes. Get the win in on Thursday, and then you know heading up to Chicago. You're gonna get Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw won Game Two up in Chicago, one to zero. Only the second pitcher to ever keep the Cubs scoreless. Wow. Um, excuse me, ever to beat the Cubs in a playoff game, one to zero. Okay. which the only other pitcher to do that, Babe Ruth. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> some big shoes to go. Some, some big yeah. shoes there. So we'll see. I think if we get to the point, if Maeda can pitch the win tomorrow and the offense can kind of rebound and figure out whatever weird issues they had tonight, rebound for Thursday. Are and they at
1: home or are they at in Chicago tomorrow? They're going to
0: be in Dodgers okay, Stadium so on Thursday. back
1: at home. Should – play well to them you i don't, don't know hope. you would think today but <laughs> coming off that i think we don't know but what it has been is an interesting series it has far. it's and
0: then on the other side we had tonight um... yeah so you had the cleveland indians go ahead and clinch over there up in toronto yep. um so i think interesting i really don't think anyone's surprised i'm not surprised i, I actually you called that yes i'll give you that one you did call that i was one. i was at least right on one thing um <laughs> But yeah, I think I thought the Indians were going to s- sweep. They ended up losing yesterday. Um, honestly, I wasn't shocked. The three to zero victory. You had the two home runs, and then you had the um, first run in the inning to kind of just knock it off right there. I think I think the Indians are a good team. Yeah. I do think whoever comes out of the National League, whether that be the Cubs or the Dodgers, I think they're going to beat the Indians. I agree
1: with you on that front. Yep.
0: So we'll see. But it should be fun. It's an unpredictable time. We'll get there soon enough.
1: I know. It's an exciting time. So we'll have to check back in tomorrow, and we'll definitely be talking about that next week. Definitely. So as we get further along, we'll keep you up to date on that. But switching over, we're going to talk a little college football, as we always do. We never stray from that. Big fan (laughs) of the college football teams. So I think what we discussed is college football this season has been – is it safe to say unpredictable kind of crazy
0: i would agree unpredictable would be a good call for that
1: (laughs) so not even just i mean in the pac-12 is what we're familiar with just being here at usc watching that team kind of go from the bottom from the top to the bottom and back (laughs) maybe in the middle now i would honestly
0: i'd put them at the top team in the south division obviously their rankings rankings and their standings aren't gonna match that right now um but I would, I would put them as a solid number three in the Pac-12 and then in that top spot in the South. Uh, we'll see how they can go through the rest of the season. Obviously, um, if they are able to win out and Utah can pick up one more loss, then they're going to end up winning the South Division and yes. moving to the Pac-12 championship game. I I don't see them beating Washington, considering it's up at Washington. Maybe if it was here in the Coliseum, I, I think they'd be able to one. do it. But up in Washington, I, I really see um, that team just being really strong and kind of making a resurgence. I was talking with a couple people the other day. We were joking about how when Washington came and beat USC last season Mm -hmm. at Thursday, that kind of was a turning point for the program. Not probably as big as some people would be like, oh, like a turning point, but it was it kind of knocked some dominoes into place and those kind of fell in succession. And now here we are, Washington, up at the top of the Pac-12 North. They're undefeated. Jeez, I still can't
1: believe that. And I think that's why so many college football analysts kind of underestimate the Pac-12, just because over the years, it's been so unpredictable. If we look at the past 10 years, you really can't pick two teams that have been at the top yeah. consistently because coming into this season I think you and I both would have said Stanford
0: would have clinched
1: the Pac-12 North at least. The yeah. Pac-12 South is always a little bit of a toss up I would say. I mean just the fact that UCLA is doing so poorly and the Arizona school is doing so pretty much so poorly yeah. and you have Utah and Colorado is the real <laughs> underdog there that I still don't understand really how they yeah. turn their program around. I mean we I mean excuse me USC did beat them but still a toss-up down in the south, but the north is really what gets me I think having both Washington teams ranked one and two, they've yet to play each other this season. That's so I think true. that's going to be the game to watch. I'm That'll really be a lot excited of fun. to what see. What is it, that. the
0: Apple Bowl, Apple Cup up there? I don't
1: know what it's called. <laughs> see, because I never pay attention to the Washington <laughs> schools. They're just like, oh, they're
0: up in Washington. <laughs> because
1: I think a lot of people took them for granted. And like I said, that's why nobody yeah. really pays attention to the Pac 12 and they really kind of put them under. But I do think Washington is a huge contender this year. I'd like to see USC come out. Obviously, I'm a little bit, yeah. I think we're both a little biased, but. Like to see USC. I think it's going to be a good game. Both teams, I think, have equally matched talent. Great coaching staffs behind them. But I think it over there in Washington, they are away. USC. Yeah. It's going to be a really tough game, especially I think with the elements too. If it if it rains on them up there, they're going to Washington is definitely going to have the advantage yeah. and the momentum of being undefeated and knowing that if they beat this USC team, really solidifying their kind of quest to the playoffs this year.
0: Definitely, they'll have the elements on their side. I have a good friend from middle school who's up at Washington. Mm-hmm. Actually, a couple good friends. From high school and middle school, they're up at Washington, but I was talking to one of them recently and she's like, yeah, you know, Washington's playing so well and I'm really excited. And she's like, I've become a college football fan. I was like, you know, that makes me really happy that, you know, the success of that program is creating more college football fans. So that's always fun to see. So honestly, I'm super jealous that she gets to be up there for that USC Washington game in a couple weeks.
1: I'm actually going. I just booked my flight. So, so I will jealous. give <laughs> you some context on that. I'm excited. I've never been to Washington.
0: I've it's heard beautiful. It's beautiful. I Other love than Seattle. the rain.
1: I'm not a big fan of that, but I'm excited. Bring out my USC poncho. I'm going to be a fan that day. I'm going to take oh, off my podcast. Got, get
0: a little USC headset. beanie going. There we go. Yeah. Keeping warm. Do you want to hear a fun story about Seattle? So <laughs> just beyond off topic. But I think it's just no, really please, please. So when I was three, my uncle used to live in Seattle. And the first time I got to go up there, I was three. And the entire trip, I asked my parents, Hey, when are we going to Seattle? And that's always what <laughs> I would asking. I think you got it, that look on your face, but it wasn't until towards the end of the trip that my mother goes, Oh. Seattle, like is and I wanted to see a person oh, named Addle. I was very confused for a majority of that trip, <laughs> but I, I do remember it. That. So, you know, Seattle has a special place in my memory now just go. because of I'll that. I'll send you some pictures
1: when I'm out there. <laughs> Perfect.
0: I'll be excited.
1: I'm excited. I think that's going to be the game of the season for USC. Thought that was going to be the game at Alabama, but you know, <laughs> didn't work <laughs> out in that the past. Way. <laughs> but that is interesting to bring in the topic of Alabama, the top five teams. Yeah. I think a lot of them predictable as in Alabama, but Washington definitely in the t- mm-hmm. top number five spot. They're five right now. I think right they're now. really gonna play if they do go on to beat USC, which I think, and Washington State are gonna be two of their bigger games coming up. And they get into that college playoff. I think it's really gonna be interesting to finally see you know a big contender from the south. We had Stanford last year, but they just broke down this season. I, I mean, Christian McCaffrey hasn't even been a real element. on I know. Their team. I know he's
0: been hurt. He's. It, Something, I think, like a hamstring, maybe a quad injury he's been dealing with, uh, which, which is unfortunate because he's a lot of fun to watch. Even even when he's playing it, against watch. USC, I can't help but kind of root for him a little bit just because he oh, has such a talented athlete.
1: dynamic player, and I think it's actually a little bit crazy to see how one player can affect a mm-hmm. team so much, and I wonder when looking at USC, I often compare watching Christian McCaffrey to watching Adore Jackson just in terms of their dynamic energy, kind of the... F- Element of fun that you see when you watch them play, and if that would affect us the same way. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm knock on wood on that one, (laughs) just because. But it's true.
0: One player can really affect a team that much. Definitely. I mean, you look at someone like Sam Darnold, who now, after this past week, um, after the win over Arizona, now has the nation's highest QB uh, quarterback rating, which is so impressive. Very
1: impressive, especially for a freshman and one that came in not midseason, but definitely not a starter in the beginning. So I've been very impressed with him thus far. I think you see a little bit of his quirks as a freshman, but he definitely recovers well. He has a lot of confidence and poise, and he's really confident in the pocket, which is something you don't see from a young quarterback and running as well. He's dynamic. I, I'm i excited to see where he goes from here. Yeah,
0: definitely. USC has the bye week, but kind of from there, we'll see. We have Cal next Thursday, so we'll see from there. It'll be a fun weekday game. Those are
1: always interesting. I think playing on a Thursday throws both teams off their definitely. game a little bit. It's a little less time. Luckily for USC, they have the bye week on their side, so they do That's have time true. to rest up. We have a couple injuries that I think need to rest up from there, so we'll come back and see. Yeah. I mean, we're going to preview that game next week, so stay
0: definitely. tuned for that. So, you know, talking a lot about college football, I'm I'm kind of I think I need a stretch. Just a good kind of breather, big big kind of stretch. <laughs> I think I think that that could work out. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Let's yeah. stray away. So, got that seventh inning stretch feeling going on? I'm ready. Perfect. All right. So, for tonight, another fun segment that I really enjoy, seventh inning stretch. Here we um, go. So, what we're going to do, we're going to we're kind of pull about we already said it was the Debate Night special episode. Debate Night late night debate night late night i think i think that that's my new my new favorite my new favorite phrase is debate night late, Hashtag night. Debate night, late <laughs> night. i'm ready all right so we're just gonna if you're watching this on youtube you're you're gonna you're gonna get to see a little bit of what we're doing if you're listening to us uh on audio you'll, you'll also get to hear and a little bit of what we're doing you guys caught a little bit of the debate <laughs> hopefully so you're a little familiar <laughs> with what
1: we're gonna do i know i was uh reporting and watching the whole thing so this is something i'm gonna Pride myself on knowing well, we'll see how well I do in this yeah. situation. I think Jody's you know gonna carry the team on this
0: one. All right, so October nineteenth, twenty sixteen. The stage is set at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. You have two rivals here. You have Hillary Clinton, representative candidate of the Democratic Party, and then you have Donald Trump, candidate of the Republican Party. Let's uh let's see how they take the take the stage, or as I more like to say, take the field. Take
1: the field. Here we go.
0: We have them here, they're walking up to approaching of Hillary Clinton and both Donald Trump waving to the crowd. Kristen, what do you see these first two step on the stage? I think on everyone's
1: mind, are they going to handshake, are they going to, no, they're not going to handshake, no team effort Secretary there. They Clinton, do not Trump, want to show Melton, each other any condolences. Right they are the on opposite sides of these the podiums. You see the moderator, Chris Wallace, here. Trying to moderate them. Playing the referee role the debate, here. That's got to be hard. Oh, no answer. yellow oh, flags the here. The no penalties. Nothing. Oh, all he's got
0: is his microphone. That's all he's got to go with His ability <laughs> to kind of snip them and get them out, which I do think he'll probably he'll probably do a good job with this debate. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Let's
1: here. the first question out. He lost the Iowa caucus. He lost the Wisconsin primary. He said the republican, republican a lot of boys, was i'm a big Trump fan University of the white junior too for fraud, or this debate i think it's probably he claims probably. And the probably michael alexis supports everyone again. at this point uh, there was even a time when All right, so she's he didn't pulling, get she's pulling an Emmy back for his TV pocket. program three years so in a row and he started tweeting Trump? that is the Emmys
0: were rigged Oh my been. gosh. There calling out go. the this Emmys. Cool. is a That's like behind is, the back trick this is shot how in for those thinks. three points. And it's She's funny, just coming out of nowhere, bringing really bringing us past. We need strong voters. We need absolute.
1: We cannot give amnesty. He looks pretty calm so far. I want to build the wall. Oh, building the wall. That's been a high point for him this whole season. Kind of something. Something we that is teamed and have we, been building off up of for some momentum. One of my first acts will be to get all of the drug lords, all, all right, of the bad pretty, ones. Pretty we pretty have some bad, rhetoric. bad people in here this country go, that have go. to go out. We're going to get them the out. Snap. We're going to did secure the that? border. <laughs> and once the border is secured at a later date, yeah, we'll make hear, a like, determination as to the rest.
0: But we have some bad hombres here and we're going to get them out. Oh, swing and a miss there. Kristen, I don't. Kind of interesting. He was he, he was going there. He had the momentum, good good kind of dribbling and all that. He was ready. He saw the shot coming and he completely missed the ball oof. on that one. That a little change up there. Not even from Hillary Clinton at this point. Just kind yeah. of a little weird mental mistake there. Kind he tripped of.
1: himself up on this one, Probably. and the fans definitely saw it. I know in they the did. audience <laughs> <laughs> and I have everything go dead silent as as everyone kind of pondered to themselves like, did he really say that? Did he really I make so. that move? It comes to collection and you saw on social media I know <laughs> yes, that's what I, I was monitoring the whole time Bad Ombre's became a trending topic. <laughs> and that was the moment of the game, I think. The
0: hot button topic.
1: So. That's what he's gonna be known for coming along. I think that's the the highlight reel that they're gonna be there playing. You go.
0: No NFL sanctions here. These that little that little five-second clips just going to be shared all over social media and probably talked all about tomorrow on the morning news shows oh
1: completely that's the highlight they're going to show but this whole debate was full of a lot of highlights for both candidates and what they said coming from the analysts was that both sides both teams performed really well so i mean good that they they had practice from the first two so they were ready for this one they have Twenty days now Not until 20 the big days. game that's coming a,
0: up. That's a big time. Basically, their you know like World Series, their national championship. Hey. We're gonna see November, November eighth. Who who kind of comes fast. out on top? I know it's gonna be an exciting election season. Yeah. So their, their fan bases are gonna have to really support them, get those votes in, and all of that.
1: We'll see how the standings <laughs> alter after this one, right? Yeah,
0: definitely. We'll <laughs> see tomorrow morning what everyone comes out with. Basically, the new AP poll, more or less. Oh, there you go. <laughs> And called by yours truly, Jody and Kristen, the presidential debate, or as we like to call the World Series. I think think that's a pretty accurate World Series part two.
1: (laughs) Drama on both sides, equally dramatic. Definitely.
0: (laughs) All right. So I hope you enjoyed our third episode, our debate night, late night special. (laughs) You can catch us here every Wednesday or even Thursday mornings if you want to listen to us on your way to work while you enjoy your breakfast, drink a nice cup of coffee. I know that's what I'll be doing tomorrow morning. Diet Coke for me. I'm not a coffee girl. So at lunch, I'll listen again.
1: Anyone who wants to stay in later, there you go.
0: All right. And said for the He Sheds He said, Shed, he said she said podcast. I'm Jody Storm Sullivan. And
1: I'm Kristen Lago from USC Annenberg Media Center. This has been He Said She Said Late Night Debate Night Edition. Good night. <laughs>